Lipstick Chronicles. Tips from the lips of successful entrepreneurs. Hey everyone, this is Shanice M. Wise, and I am a business expansion coach and strategist. I am the founder of the Unstoppable Community, which is a community of business owners that are expanding and transforming their businesses to six-figure profits. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Red Lipstick Chronicles Tips from the Lips of Successful Entrepreneurs. I am your host, also known as the Unstoppable One. Well, the reason I developed Red Lipstick Chronicles is I realized that there are so many amazing, successful entrepreneurs all over the world doing their thing. You heard me, thing. And I believe people need to know who they are, who they be, and what amazing tips they have for other business owners that are growing their platforms, that are growing their businesses. So on some of Red Lipstick Chronicle uh, podcast episodes, you will hear just me sharing. And then on some, you will hear me interviewing other business owners that are doing amazing things in the midst of overcoming trials, ups and downs, just sometimes bad situations. And they are not only surviving, but they're thriving. And I'm so excited for that. So in this episode on season three, I was able to interview Dr. Janae Taylor, and she is a licensed counselor. And we talk about in this interview why mental health is so important for business owners. And what I love, love, love about this interview is that Dr. Janae is very, very clear on who her audience of one is. She's clear on who her ideal clients are, and she's really focused on helping these business owners create healthy relationships, a work-life balance, um, teaching entrepreneurs how to not feel overwhelmed because you know we're constantly in the hustle and bustle and you know do, just going, 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 going because we want the best. But she really works with her business owners on how to just kind of relax, release, and let go. And, you know, I just, I absolutely, I, I love this interview. I do because I believe that every person as well as every business owner needs counseling, needs somewhere where they can go, they can let their hair down and just be who they are, get all their issues out on the table so they can continue to get out there and serve their ideal clients. So let me walk you into and introduce you to Dr. Janae Taylor. And today's episode is why mental health is important for business owners. Red Lipstick Chronicles. Tips from the lips of successful entrepreneurs. Well, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I want to introduce you to Dr. Janae Taylor. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you, Shanice? Thank you for having me on. I am so happy. You know, first I was able to be on your podcast and you'll share with everyone a little bit about your podcast here shortly. And now I have you on mine. So I'm just excited. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Me too. Me too. That was such a wonderful time. 
oh my gosh, it was so good. I was <laughs> talking about it and sending it out to everybody. Like, she is amazing. So, um, Dr. Janae, tell us about who you be, who you Ooh. are, and what you do. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, uh, my name is Dr. Janae Taylor. I am um, a licensed professional counselor in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I am a therapist, an entrepreneur, and podcaster. So I have my own uh, mental health private practice here. Um, but much like Shanice said, a year ago, actually a little more than a year ago, so September of 2017, I started a podcast um, called Minding My Black Business. And its focus is on the mental health of black entrepreneurs. And um, so, yeah, that combines sort of all my passions, the idea of me um, providing mental health services to the black community, um, my identity as an entrepreneur, um, as well as my passion for uh, community. And so that's the space where all those things happen. So that's who I am and that's what I do. I love it. I love it. So being in your profession, is that something that you wanted to be growing up or like when did you realize that you wanted to do what you do? Oh my goodness. So I would like to say it was a straight path, but it wasn't. I think initially when I was younger, I wanted to be like a lawyer because I, I like to argue and I still do like to argue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was uh, so in high school, I think I thought I wanted to be um, a psychiatrist because I didn't really realize how people got to where I am. I didn't realize the degrees you need or the schooling or the training. I didn't realize that in high school. And so in my mind, when I went to college, I was going to major in uh, pre-med. So I did. I was a biology major um, for about two years. And it was around about that time that I started to get introduced to people who were doing this work. So um, in my neighborhood growing up, um, there one of my neighbors and mentor is a Black psychologist. And so I knew that he was there. I never my mom tried to tell me like go talk to him and go do all these things and I was like no I can figure it out so it was around about high school and college where I started to to talk to him and get a better sense of what he did and um and even had some opportunities to intern with him throughout the summers when I went home um and so he had this internship and I got to see all these other young people in doc programs doing this work so I talked to them, found out what they were doing, um, and then researched that. So it was really me bumping into all these people, doing the things that I wanted to do, and then copying that. <laughs> so um, so once I got out of schooling, it, it was just a matter of being connected to opportunities that felt most uh, impactful to me. So it was a roundabout way, but that's kind of how I got here. So when you say doing this work, explain mm -hmm. what this work is. Yeah, so I provide, um, now that I am on my own and doing private practice, I get to set up how I choose to provide mental health services in the way that I want to. And so what I have decided to do is to make all my services exclusive for the Black community. So I provide individual counseling, some family, some couples counseling, and we focus largely on um, healthy relationships, work-life balance, um, race-related traumas. Um, I'm now getting an influx of Black entrepreneurs who are coming in feeling overwhelmed, feeling isolated, feeling anxious. Um, so that's the work, me focused on them 
um, and helping them get a greater level of understanding, a level of insight, um, even maybe working through some painful parts, some traumatic parts. So that is the, the work that I do. So say your full name and your certification so people can really, everybody listening can really understand the detail. Sure. Sure. My name is Dr. Janae Taylor. Mm -hmm. I'm a licensed professional counselor in both Virginia and Georgia. Um, and so that's, that's it. Those are all the commas behind, behind the name. <laughs> that's awesome. So what are you finding in um, the Black community with Black entrepreneurs? What is the, you know, I, today I asked you to, to talk a little bit about why mental health is important for business owners. Mm -hmm. So what are you finding um, with Black business owners? What's going on with us? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, one, we are some of the most creative and motivated people I've ever met um, and finding all these spaces where there are gaps in services to create uh, businesses. So for that, I, am, I, I get to be so very proud and so very excited and such a cheerleader for all the work that we do. Now, as an unintended consequence of all those things, I think we put a lot of energy and effort into our services and goods that we're going to give to the community and don't really focus much on the impact that that's having, that building, that work is doing for us. Mm -hmm. So that can create all sorts of things. But some of the big things are like neglect. Um, mm -hmm. And neglect could be a whole bunch of things. So neglect of self, neglect of relationships, neglect of your home, because you're so focused on making this business work you're so focused on making this website happen you're so focused on making this good um great uh for your audience which makes sense that you would be focused on that but there has to be a balance in that i hear a lot of entrepreneurs talking about um i think there's something there's something shiny about the hustle mentality right there's something very shiny and appealing and maybe even fresh but it's also a lot of danger in that um, because you'll hear people saying, I like sleep when I'm dead or uh, no rest for the weary. So we have all these messages that entrepreneurs can't be human. We have to be almost in spaces where we don't need rest. And that is not practical <laughs> and nor is that the truth. And so I think uh, when we think about our communities too, oftentimes black entrepreneurs are the pillars. We sort of look to them um, for all sorts of things. Not only are they providing such good and services to our communities, but sometimes they're pretty active politically. Uh, maybe they're on the school board, um, all sorts of things. And so the idea is to humanize us, mm. to recognize our talents and gifts, but also know that there is time for us to, you know, take a pause and check in on us because a healthy entrepreneur is a healthy business. And so that's the message that I'm trying to get, as well as giving us spaces to connect with each other, because that's, I think, one of the, the greatest assets we have. If we can connect with other Black entrepreneurs, then we can have safe spaces mm -hmm. to say some of these things, because I think that's the other piece, too, is maybe entrepreneurs don't feel like they have a safe space. I can't turn to my family and tell them I'm tired. They're counting on me. I can't turn to my employees and tell them I'm tired. They're counting on me. So I need a safe space where I can just sort of say, oof. And so that's, that's the area. That's minding my Black business. I absolutely love that. I love that. And as you were talking, I could see my transformation uh -huh. because all of my years in Mary Kay, uh -huh. you know, you know, before I um, retired from Mary Kay, 
-hmm. it was always you can sleep when you're dead mm -hmm. so if you hear that over and over you begin to repeat it mm -hmm. you know, and hustle 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 and i'm so out of the hustle mode uh -huh. So it is just creating, and I don't even like to say balance. Uh -huh. I like to say creating order, uh -huh. order in the different areas, because as women and really as business owners all across the board, how do you balance everything? Right. But right. if you create systems, you create order. Uh -huh. And just for me, I just believe that it, that's helped me kind of put everything in its place. Mm -hmm. But we're so used to the hustle mentality uh -huh. and we don't understand based off of what you're saying, how that can destroy us. Uh -huh. And, you know, by the time we're 10 years in, we're absolutely wore out, right. tired, uh -huh. you know, and, and don't want to continue to operate in our gifts. So I love, I love that. I love that. I love that. So give us some more of your, of, of what you see and, and what as business owners, especially African-American business owners, what is it that we need to do in order to pace ourselves, but mm -hmm. still grow at a high level? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Still making sure that we're mommy or, or you know, um, if any men are listening, dads and, mm -hmm. you know, wives and husbands and still involved in the community and in church and running a six-figure, you know, like, what do we do? Oh my goodness, right? So there's so many ways to answer that question. And my first thing would be to say is to give ourselves permission, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is there's no way we're going to be able to be on in all these spaces at all times. And so there are going to be moments where you're not going to be able to, you know, bake cookies for the cookie sale for the kids or, you know, work a 60 hour work week or, um, you know, go on date nights, five nights a week. Like there, give yourself permission to be flexible and where your energy needs to be at the moment. So that's the first thing. So I, I think if you, if you think you can be a hundred percent in all these spaces, you're going to constantly disappoint yourself um, and then sort of lose your own confidence and motivation to continue to be as active and prepared and present in those spaces that you need to be. So give, give yourself permission. That's yeah. number one, y'all. Write that down. <laughs> uh, and then the second space is we, as much as entrepreneurs, I, we have it together and we're doing our things. You're going to need an accountability group or an accountability buddy or some form of that that is connected directly to the business. So and what I mean by that is entrepreneurship is a journey unlike no other. Mm. And so talking to someone who is working a nine to five for someone else about what you have to manage, there's going to be some things that get lost in translation. Mm -hmm. And you need a space where you can just sort of sit and have those things and have those conversations and talk through some things with other people who are in the field that you're in. So have an accountability buddy group. You know, ideally, I would I would love to be able to figure out a way for all entrepreneurs to have a therapist. I hadn't quite figured that out yet, mm. but <laughs> but that's also very valid. Um, so if even if that means you know going to therapy, getting that support as well, um, I think that would be a phenomenal step for you as well. But I recognize that you know time is of the essence, that sort of thing. So have someone that you're accountable to that's also an entrepreneur, understands entrepreneurship. That's, that's the second part. 
the third part. Can I stop it, you real like real quick? Sure, do absolutely. Do, do not lose that train of thought. You know, in the African American community, going to therapy mm-hmm. um, is not. I think more now because we're talking about mental health and everything yes. that's going on. But you and I know both of us being raised in the black community, that's something that you don't talk about going and laying on somebody's couch and sharing all your business. Uh Um, You know, so I just wanted to make that note to those of you who may be listening Uh and, you know, that has popped up and you feel like it's, you know, a taboo. No, go get help, mental help. You need it. So I just wanted to kind of put that in there. No, yeah, no, I appreciate that plug for, yes, <laughs> for yes. over mental health services uh, because you're right. Um, and so I think for all the gains that we made um, in the field, there, there definitely are, um, you know, people struggle with that. Just in general, people struggle with, I think, um, the idea of reaching out to somebody sort of outside of your family for support. Like think about the way we even use our medical services. Oftentimes we, something has to be broke or bleeding before we go to urgent care or before we go to ER. Um, and so imagine what happens when we have invisible pain, either in our heart or in mm. our head. And mm. so, pain. yeah, mm. right. So yeah, the, there is no need. There is no reason that we should suffer in silence we don't deserve that Mm. and I think I think that's a message that's been taught to us that we have to suck it up keep it going keep it moving um oftentimes you'll find now if you have some level of insurance um because there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are working full-time and then you know have a part-time business if you have some level of insurance you will have those benefits those mental health benefits um, covered in your insurance plan. So you can see a therapist and pay the same amount as you would for a copay. So we're talking somewhere between $20 to $30, $40. Um, Cause that's one piece is people feeling as though that this is an expense that's a luxury or sort of outside of my scope. Um, and then you might even have an employee assistance program who will give you sessions for free. Oftentimes they'll give you anywhere from like two to six sessions, depending on the company. Um, so I think the other piece, in addition to the price, is I don't want to sit with someone and they don't understand me. So the idea that there are Black therapists out there, Black male and Black female therapists along all continuums. We are everywhere, y'all. We're psychiatrists, psychologists, licensed professional counselors, licensed clinical social workers, licensed marriage and family therapists. We are everywhere. And so we are now having more a greater presence on social media to sort of create almost like a digital waiting room so you can see us Mm -hmm. so you can humanize us so you can know who we are so you can know what our specialty areas are and feel more comfortable and coming to sit with us and so use social media to your advantage do your research because that's the other thing there could be moments where you you know do all that where you go sit with someone and it doesn't match um it doesn't feel good you have to date your therapist this is a this is a committed relationship love that and so Check them out. You know what I mean? By all means, look at the website. Are they active on social media? Do they seem to under, are they um, responsive to what's happening with the times? If that's the type of therapist you want, they are out there. They're out there doing their thing. So reach out to them. I love that. Now, what about, now, hold on to your third, because you know you're sure. number three. I got, what about, <laughs> you got it right there. I know you do. <laughs> what about business owners who are running their businesses full time and may mm-hmm. not have a a uh, full-time business with great benefits. What about them? 
So, um, so even if you have, um, so I, I use myself as an example. So I have my insurance through um, the marketplace. Um, mm -hmm. And so I still have those same benefits. Yep. Um, so just like I would, uh, you know, make my doctor's appointment and have that copay. It's the same, same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you still have access to those, to those services. Um, so yeah, there are still ways to do it. And depending on the therapist, there might even be some situations uh, where some therapists will do a sliding scale depending on what your financial needs or, or um, limitations are. So we definitely try to do our best to meet you where you are um, and, you know, get you in because we want people um, to be served that definitely want the, the support and help. Love it. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Go back to your number three. Go back. To your <laughs> so the number three is sort of getting back to the basics. So we talked about, um, you know, being kind to yourself, forgiving yourself, getting an accountability group. And the third is sort of getting back to the basics. Um, as entrepreneurs, I know for myself, sometimes I have some wonky hours. And what I mean by that is when I feel the energy of the project that I need to get done, I will just get it done Ooh, and sit really. down and work and that sort of thing. Um, but <laughs> there are moments when I need to take pause, make sure I'm drinking a glass of water. Have I eaten lunch or dinner today? What time do I need to go to bed? Like I, I can't, I can't operate as if I'm in college and I don't have no other responsibilities. I have to <laughs> get myself kind of like you were saying in order, I have to stay to a schedule. And so some of the things that have helped for me um, is as a therapist, I have all these appointments. So there, there are times through the day where I am actually not available. Like I can't do two things. I have to do the one thing and that's it. And so what was happening is I was having a hard time doing those other pieces, responding to emails and phone calls and going to meetings and uh, presentations. And I was having a hard time like, okay, so I have a 90 minute block here that I'll just run across town and go do this presentation and I'll come back and see four more clients. And it was, that was bananas. That was no, <laughs> it seemed like if I just get it all down on one day, then I'm, then I'm doing a great job. I had to have a really hard talk with myself that it's making me miserable. One, because I'm rushed trying to get to this meeting and then I'm rushing trying to get back. And so what I did was I blocked and preserved my time. So I now see clients um, three days a week on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And when I see them, I'm there. So I see people from I'm, I'm in the office 10, 11 hours on those days, but I know it's just dedicated just to that. And then the, the anchors of my weeks so on Mondays and Fridays are dedicated to all those administrative tasks. When I made that simple change, that was such a relief. It was such a relief because now I know if somebody's contacted me, I can say, hey, can we do this on these days? Because these days are so much more flexible and I can be 100% present. So be realistic with yourself. Um, about how things work for you. Make sure you're sort of doing those things that take care of yourself so you don't feel the rush um, of having to be everywhere. Um, and so for me, making that change was so, so very helpful. So you don't helpful. have to piggyback off of that because even, you know, with my coaching firm, mm -hmm. I was coaching clients, business owners every day out of the week. And I'm like, First and foremost, I'm not getting anything in the office done. Uh -huh. Second, Shanice, you need an assistant. So that was mm. one of the changes I made. Uh -huh. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, 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 do, I have me an assistant. Thank you, Jesus. Right. right. You know, 
know, but now the days that I coach and the days that I even do the podcast and the mm-hmm. days that I'll do, you know, if I need to go out and do something, I have it specific to, mm-hmm. to the different days of the week. And I'm very clear, right. you know, and I don't go against it. And I believe going back, you know, piggybacking off of what you're saying with the mental health time management and i don't know if it's ever t- it's task management uh-huh. you know td jakes has an amazing um sermon where he's teaching and he's talking about task management because uh-huh. how do you really manage time but you manage your task uh-huh. so when you can properly manage your task and what's on your schedules i believe that also helps bring the pressure down uh-huh. it helps bring the stress level down because you know i'm doing this on monday wednesday and friday i'm right. doing this on tuesday and thursday and it just allows you when you said giving yourself permission uh-huh. to be like Right. Right. You don't have to do that mental scramble about how am I going to get this thing in for this day? Well, you already know you have a day allocated to that. And so you just shift that over to that day. And that also connects to boundaries. So that's the other piece. And I think for entrepreneurs, particularly when we're like first starting to build a business, we want to be in the spirit of like, say yes to all opportunities. Mm -hmm. And while that's fantastic, and will get you in places. It also, again, could run you ragged. And so being careful about how you spend your time, because it's such a precious commodity, um, sometimes you'll have to say, I can't do it, or I can't do it right now. And that's perfectly okay. Once I learned to start saying no, oh my goodness, I just felt the power come back to me. run you ragged they because they don't they don't know they don't know all the things you have on your schedule no they kind of they kind of don't care and so <laughs> they do not care it. okay i get it because they concerned on their thing they're concerned right. about their their thing and, I, and I, especially I, the yeah. corporate to the to the entrepreneur mm-hmm. a lot of times i know when i first left corporate america when i was still in mary Kay, i'm getting these phone calls during the day i'm like I'm still working though. Right. Respect my time Uh just as if I was going into corporate America. So a lot of times the the transition from the thought process of working in corporate and working as an entrepreneur, people in corporate don't always understand Uh just because I'm home during the day Uh does not mean I am not working. Right. Hello. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. So do you have any more great steps for us? This is really good. Yeah, yeah. So I think there are other pieces, like in terms of being a Black entrepreneur, that sometimes we don't realize that we do. And so what I mean by that is because these sort of translate into how we prepare ourselves when we walk outside of our, our doors of our home. And so this also happens when we start to market and brand our business. So there are ways in which we think about what we want our business to do in the greater community. And so sometimes black entrepreneurs have to make decisions around, will I have my name attached to my business? Will I have my face attached to my business? Um, How will I present myself to the larger public? And so we do all these things in an effort um, for those people who are not in our community, specifically I'm thinking about um, those in the white community, Mm-hmm. To, to to be safe right so mm-hmm. we want to we mm-hmm. want to not only present ourselves as competent 
Mm. Um, that we are, you know, we are worthy. We we deserve to have a seat at the table, or we have brought our own table and chair. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm safe too. So we do mm. all these things um, in terms of how we name our business, how we define ourselves, um, to make people to make our stuff palatable to others. And so there are parts where we have to recognize that those are the things that we're doing. Um, and for some people they have a, a limit around how far they'll go. And for other people, they are sort of going with the wind, with the, with the request. Mm-hmm. My, suggest, my suggestion to you all is to figure out how far you're willing to go with that. Mm-hmm. So an example is I knew for myself that in my private practice, my focus would be on the Black community. I anticipate and anticipated some backlash around that. Well, why are you making that like that? <laughs> why are you doing it? Why, why are you, you doing making it yourself? Right. Why is it so narrow and focused? And so my response to that and my response always will be, one, because I want to. Two, <laughs> two, because I need a space for my people to see that Black therapists exist um, and that I'm co- culturally competent to work with them. And so... I love it. Just like my, you know, counterparts, my white therapists, they don't have to justify their things. I don't do too much explaining. I'll give them a, I'll give them a few sentences, but outside of that, it's because this space is necessary and I choose to occupy it. So recognize those things that we do as just as people of color when it comes to being the face or not being the face, because there's some value to that too. Maybe I don't want to do that. Um, understand the, that you're doing that dance and why you're doing it and your boundaries around that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we don't have to explain. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, when you know your true audience of one, you know mm-hmm. who your ideal clients are, you know, you, you don't have to explain that. And I mm-hmm. think that it's owning, that's owning power as well. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing who you are and knowing who it is that you desire to serve is very important. And you know, it's and, and I don't believe, you know, and maybe you can correct me that you're eliminating or alien alienating anyone. You are just tailor focused because you know that our community mm-hmm. needs that help. You know, mm-hmm. coming from our grandparents where you cannot talk about mental health and mm-hmm. is you know what I mean, to a place where now we can right it's making it a safe place for us. Right. I absolutely love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tell tell me some fun stuff. What what is Dr. <laughs> today? Do you have any children? Are you married? What do you what do you enjoy doing? Oh my goodness. So now that I have figured out how to maneuver my schedule, uh, one of my uh, things that I have started to do and want to do more of is traveling. So I am, um, yeah, so we're in, oh, we're in February now. We have just left January behind. And so I'm working for, uh, you know, creating my itinerary of trips for the year. So I enjoy that. Yeah, for the year. And so most of the time that requires, a lot of my family is um, back in Alabama. And mm. so what we'll do is we'll either what meet What part there. of Alabama? What part of Alabama? Oh, Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah, Mobile is uh, all the way down to the bottom of Alabama. To the bottom, girl. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two hours two hours west of New Orleans, and um, so yeah, it's a it's a beautiful, um, beautiful space. Um, yeah, and I just love Mobile. But um, so yeah, traveling is one of those things. I uh, so where are you going? Is, 
Tell me where you're going. Oh, see, I can't. I don't know right now. I have thought about all sorts of places. I want to go. Actually, want to go to New Orleans. I've thought about Hawaii. I've thought about going to the mountains um, in Tennessee. Um, and so, yeah. So that's just sort of thinking about for this year. But I am anxious to get some miles under my feet. Um, oh yeah, I'll be going to Raleigh next month. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving and shaking because I enjoy traveling. It's so fun um, to sort of get out of your element and explore. Um, and then you kind of come back renewed with all this different uh, information and experiences. You know, I believe that entrepreneurs should travel or at least take some type of a vacation every yeah. quarter. Right. You know, we need to take a mental break, a mental mm -hmm. bath, and just mm -hmm. be able to walk away from everything because it's hard for us. At least it's hard for me to leave my laptop. I'm like, right. no, that's a part of me, like my arm and my leg. Like I need to take it with me. No, that's real. <laughs> you know that's real. You know that's real. So just being able to turn it off and say no. Right. I'm leaving you behind. You'll right. be okay. <laughs> Let me give you a kiss, but I'm gone. You know? Right. So I just believe every quarter as business owners, mm -hmm. you know, just, and I think that's a part of mental health. Oh, definitely. Self-care for sure. Yeah. Self-care, just mm -hmm. stepping away and being mm -hmm. able to enjoy your family, your friends, whoever it is you're traveling with. Right. Right. To enjoy that. So any children? I don't have any children. I have um, God babies who are like mine. Uh, and so I, I just, I get the love up on them and send them back to their parents. Send them back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> send them babies back. So what's right. the book that you recommend? Oh my goodness. So, um, you know, one of the books that sort of started it all for me um, when, when it comes to like the work and the way that I tend to think about how I do my work is a book by uh, Dr. Beverly Tatum. Um, and that's called Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? Now, didn't you interview Dr. Beverly? I did not, but I surely mm -hmm. want to. I talk about it all the time. Okay. Uh, and so <laughs> in one of your podcasts, and you were interviewing someone who was absolutely phenomenal, and she was a doctor, and I think she was talking about kids or... Oh, it was amazing. Okay. Well, I have to go back into my mental roller days. But no, if if I should ever get a chance to, to interview her, when I get a chance to interview you, her. You better reach out to her. Why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Oh. And so it talks about um, what it means for us to have community what it means for us to have cultural identity, what it means for mm -hmm. us to have representation and how sometimes the majority culture or white people will see that and make, uh, make all these negative assumptions about why they're sitting together. They're up to something, you know what I mean? When really we do that because that connection is so important. That's how we rejuvenate ourselves. And so I read that book and it just felt so like, like a glass of water it was just like so refreshing um about what cultural pride and connection means to us and um the historical context around how that all happens everywhere so it talks about the cafeteria but we do that at work um so <laughs> when we're in staff meetings we'll sit next to our home girl or homeboy or sometimes we'll have that look with somebody we might not know really well but uh you know another black person in the room and just sort of have that moment of connection when something's not quite going right in the room and there's just such um nourishment we get from that from um being with people who sort of share a cultural identity and so 
that's what that book talks about. And I, it's just so great. Um, I just appreciate her and appreciate that book. Yeah. I love it. And as you can tell behind me, you know, I have all my books. Yeah. I love reading. Like one of the things that I do for my clients that are in my coaching programs, I'm always buying them books. That's books nice. that take them to a whole nother level that transforms their mental, um, their relationships, their finances, their business. So I just believe as business owners, we need to read, but we need mm -hmm. to really understand what we're reading. You know, oh, for sure. sure that we go back, like I'll read a book two or three times mm -hmm. because we miss things. Cause the first time we normally read, we just kind of scan through it. Mm -hmm. And the second time we allow it to sit in our spirit. So absolutely love, love, love to read. Yeah. You know, it's just something that I, a lot of times I feel like I can just, just go in the book and leave every, all cares and worries. Right, and, you know, it's an stuff. escape. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a straight escape. It's a straight escape. So what's coming up for Dr. Janae Taylor? What, what's coming up? Oh my goodness. So um, more podcasts for sure. They, they come out every Wednesday. Um, and then I am working on a digital academy. Um, so I hope to have that done at some point in this month. So the idea with that is, you know, we have the podcast where people get to listen to other black entrepreneurs and their journeys. Um, and then the digital academy will be skills-based works worksheets um, for black entrepreneurs to work on some of these issues so there'll be f things connected around um, anxiety uh, what it means to be authentic um, your black identity and entrepreneurship um, your wellness regimen um, feeling affirmed as a black entrepreneur so these will be uh, worksheets that you can take um, and for and purchase um, and keep for your own practice or give to someone you feel like who needs it. There'll also be um, some workbooks and also wanting to do a monthly like check-in. So a monthly accountability group. So if you don't have that community of black entrepreneurs that you can have that. Um, so once, once a month we'll get on teleconference and just sort of check in and see how folks are doing. So the digital academy will happen uh, by the end of this month and I will let you know. Yeah, I'll send you the link when, when we're good to go. Yeah. Community. So yeah. tell everyone how they can find you. Whether share with everyone your your social media. Um, you know, like where are you at? How do they contact you? All that good stuff. Right, 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 right. So if nothing else, go to the website. So mindedmyblackbusiness.com. I love it. <laughs> And so you will find not only the podcast episodes, um, you will also find links to our social media pages. So on uh, Facebook, we do have um, a support group, um, which is called Minding My Black Business. Um, and then on Instagram, it is Minding My Black Business. Um, and then on Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz, B-I-Z. Um, and so if you start at the website, you can find everything else. Um, but if you happen to be in those other spaces, just type it in Minding My Black Business um, and you'll, you'll find us there. I love it. I love it. And um, is there anything special that you would like the audience to offer the audience in order to connect with you? Sure. So when you get to the website, if you haven't been there before, if you supply your um, name and email, you will get a copy of the Essential Guides to Minding My Black Business. So it is going to, it's an evergreen document and um, it will provide you with some steps to work on your own wellness and focus as you build your business. 
I love it, Dr. Janae. Yeah. It's so, this this area of business is just so, so, so important to me. Yeah. Because I just believe that all business owners need this. Yes. They need somewhere where they can go and let their hair down. They need someone who can just, they can just say everything that's in their heart and you know right. in their mind you know so they 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 need this so i appreciate you i appreciate what it is oh, you're doing thank you and, so much you know, my prayer is that uh, your ideal audience truly comes to you yes and um and takes you up on all of your services i really really do and then i am definitely looking for us to connect and to do some collaborating oh sure um, you know because our communities both need need me need you you know and in order to continue to grow and develop so thank you so much for today Um, oh my goodness thank you it was a pleasure it was a pleasure great this was great (laughs) so you know everyone make sure you um take the time to re-listen to this podcast you heard how you can contact dr janae and um when the links are ready, we'll be sending it out. But please make sure if you don't take anything away from today, you need someone to go talk to. Yes, you do. Certified <laughs> in what they do. So do you want to leave any last minute um, remarks? Anything you want to share with our audience before we, we say goodbye? Yeah, so Black entrepreneurs, I see you out there. I see you working hard on our behalf. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love it minding my black business <laughs> all right dr janae thank you for your time thank we you will be in contact all right Absolutely. great one all right bye bye <laughs> oh my goodness wasn't that interview absolutely phenomenal wasn't it phenomenal it was amazing and i'm gonna tell you why it was so amazing it was amazing because this is something that i teach my clients that they need. They need to be able to go and speak with someone about everything that they're carrying in, especially as business owners. And I love when she said, because that shifted me, you know, constantly talking about the hustle and the bustle and the hustle and the hustle and saying you'll sleep when you're dead. And no, 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 no. It's important to sleep right now. It's important to take care of yourself. It's important to um, to let everyone know that you are human and you have You have to be able to, like I say, create order. So this was a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. So again, thank you all who listen to Red Lipstick Chronicles um, on a daily basis. Make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you leave remarks. That is how we're able to continue to do what we're doing. That is how we're able to continue to serve you and to help you as business owners, because these are important tips from other business owners who are doing it and um, that are paving the way for you. And make sure you write down the book that she recommended by Dr. Beverly Tatum, where all the black kids sitting in the corner in the cafeteria, I think I said that right. And um, just make sure that Again, you invest in yourself. You take time for yourself to work on your your mental health. And um, for those of you who would love to contact me, you can find me on uh, ShaniceMWise.com. Just do a search for ShaniceMWise. Um, you can find our Red Lipstick Chronicles podcast on Red Lipstick Chronicle um, website as well. And then um, if you would like to 
transform your business, if you would like to take your business to the next level, if you feel like your revenue is not matching, um, if you feel like your expenses are not matching your revenue, if you, if you believe that, um, if you believe that there's more for you to do and create in your business and you're ready to transform right now and move into six figures, surpass the six figure mark, contact me. You can go to my website and you can look up, um, you can click on the button that says discovery session. Let's set up a dis discovery session so um, we can chat and we can begin to transform you, your business and your profits. So again, thank you for joining me on today. Make sure you go and connect with us on Facebook, The Unstoppable Community. That is my group of business owners that I serve on a daily. So Unstoppable Community, make sure that you request to join. And then once you request to join and uh, fill out the different questions, we will add you on to all the amazing things that we have going on in our community. So again, my name is Shanice and Wise, your business expansion coach and strategist. Um, signing out again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting Red Lipstick Chronicles. Tips from the lips of successful entrepreneurs. Red Lipstick Chronicles. from the lips of successful entrepreneurs.